You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. You need to quit looking at your past, to quit looking at your failures, to quit looking at excuses, and quit looking at past experiences, and start looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. You see, your faith didn't come from you. It came from Him. And you're not going to finish it. You're not going to make yourself a better believer. That comes from Him too. That's the work that He does in you. It's no secret that all of us have some sort of past that we're not proud of. Whether we grew up in the church or just recently became a believer in Jesus, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. However, the good news is that it doesn't stop there. Today, Pastor Holland will be sharing a message with us about pressing forward in our faith. This relationship we have with God is not something we earned or even deserved. However, we were freely given it so that we can live our best for Him. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 as he continues his message. It's time to move on. Even the rabbis would refer to the Jewish weapon of prayer. And when it came to the sword, they would refer to the sword as the non-Jewish weapon, the Gentile weapon. The Gentiles use swords, the Jews have prayer. And that is more powerful because God answers prayer. But they had the word of his promise. You're not going to make it. No, God said we're going to make it. God promised that's our land. We're going to take the land. God said the word of his promise. It's in the wilderness that we learn how to trust God to provide for us. It's in the wilderness that God positions us for blessing. You know, when you have nowhere to turn, when you have nowhere to go, all of a sudden you're positioned to receive from God because there's no other option. God positions us in the wilderness. Right now in the world today, God has positioned the world for a great gift that is about to come upon the whole planet, a great outpouring of his love because there's nowhere else to turn. You can't believe the guy's in charge. It changes every five minutes. Who do we trust? God is positioning us to receive from him. And here's the thing. These are lessons that everyone must learn, and the only place that we can learn them is in the wilderness, because it's in the wilderness that that you discover that God is all you need, and you will not discover that God is all you need until God is all you have. And there are those moments in my life where everything has been stripped away but me and the Lord. And it's in those moments that I've learned that I had everything I needed all along. That all the stuff I put my trust in, all the stuff I was waiting for, all the things that I, was, I thought that I needed for success or whatever, I already had in him. He was all I needed. And so the purpose of the wilderness is really for us to discover that God is all that we need. And for us to move into that place of the presence of God. To move into that place of maturity. But here's the thing. The time it takes us to go through the wilderness depends on us. It's up to you 
how much time you want to spend in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy 1-2, it says that it is 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Cadiz Barnea. And so it was only 11 days from Mount Sinai to the border. 11 days from where Israel was to the promised land. That's all it was, 11 days. And yet when Israel arrived to the border and sent the spies in, they rejected it. And so this 11-day journey became a 40-year journey because of their unbelief. It didn't have to be a 40-year journey. It's like Gilligan just wanted a three-hour tour. It became something much else. Often as I'm counseling people, I can see how they're delayed in their development. And based on where they're at in their life, oftentimes the Lord will tell me, like, oh, they're 10 years behind. They're 15 years behind. They're five years behind. They're delayed. And so I'll ask them, what happened 10 years ago? Because you're like 10 years delayed. What happened? And almost without fail, it will come down to a decision that they made based out of unbelief or fear or based out of rebellion. They just didn't want the life that God picked for them. They wanted something else. And so they rebelled against God. And that took them down a 10-year journey through the wilderness. What should have been a short time took a long time. I remember I went through a period of time where I was just filled with anxiety. I was battling anxiety and I was just crying out to the Lord and, and you know, it, it went on for months and months and months and, and I was like, Lord, I, I, I don't know what to do with this. You gotta deliver, you gotta help me from this. You know, help me, Lord. And finally, one day as I was praying, the Lord spoke very clearly to me. He says, when do you want this to be over? He says, I want it to be over now. He says, well, great. He goes, I didn't put you through this. You put yourself through this. So whenever you're done, just come back to me and it'll be over. I'm like, what? I did this to myself? Yeah, you did this to yourself. You filled yourself with anxiety. And he began to address those areas of my life that needed to come into alignment with his purposes for my life with his created intent for my life. And the anxiety went. It was gone. Didn't come back. I made a decision to leave the wilderness. I made a decision to move on. You know, you can believe in Jesus theologically. You can accept him as savior in principle. Yeah, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm going to heaven. I'm doing okay. And yet, not allow him to be Lord of all. Not allow him to be Lord of your life. He's more like a silent partner. And the more silent he is, the better. You don't want him messing up your boat. He's on the throne when I need him. But for the most part, I'm really not interested in hearing from him. And I know many people that are stuck in that place. They're content just being stuck where they are. 
But there comes a time when God says, okay, it's enough. You've spent enough time in the wilderness. It's time to go forward. It's time to move on. It's time to move into maturity. It's time to grow up. It's time to start learning how to live out love in practical ways. It's time to go north. And north in the scripture always represents going up. It always represents being elevated, going up into God's presence. You know, in Psalms, it says, Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, right? Because you're going up to Mount Zion. You're always going up. And so whenever you see north in the scriptures, you're always going up. Whenever you see east in the scriptures, you're always going away from God. You're always going away from God, out of the presence of God. North, you're going into the presence of God. You know, when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, where do they go? East. They went east, out of the presence of God. And so just a little, you know, hermeneutical key, something to kind of hang your hat on. And so God says it's time to go up. It's time to go up into the promised land that I've set apart for you. It's time to go up and receive the abundant life that I've promised you. It's time to go up and to step into maturity, to step into a mature love, to begin to learn how to live out love in your life. And here's the deal. All you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is receive it in order to step into it. Now, for many of us, that's where it breaks down because it seems too easy. That's just too easy. Just receive it? Just go get it? That's all I have to do? Have you seen the enemy? How powerful he is and how big he is? Have you seen the enemy that's been working in my life, the things I struggle with, how big and powerful they are? Have you seen the strongholds? Have you seen the fortresses that, whose walls go all the way up to heaven? Have you seen? And what happens is like Israel, we measure the enemy based on our own strength. We measure the enemy based on us and what we think we can do. I can't handle that. You want to know where it really comes out when you ask people to pray for the sick? Because all of a sudden you say, hey, this person has a cold. Who wants to pray? Everybody, oh, I'll pray for them. Great. Okay, this one over here, they have stage four cancer. Who will pray for them? Boy, you really need an expert for that one. As if I have the power to heal anybody, right? As if somehow the power resides in me that I have the gift of healing. I have no power. He has all the power. He just tells me to pray. It's up to me to pray. And it's up to him to work. And we like to measure the enemy by our own strength. We like to size up the battle based on our own might, our own power, what we think we could actually achieve. And this leaves us discouraged, powerless, stuck, wandering around the mountain. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. 
And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse. And we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. But God, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this season. It's so hard, so difficult. How am I going to get through? I don't have the strength. Now we can move through. Now we can get to where you need to be. Now we can move on to maturity. But how am I going to defeat the enemy? You're not going to defeat the enemy. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to defeat the enemy. How am I going to get past the strongholds? You don't have to worry about getting past the strongholds. I'm going to tear them down. That's what I do. I'm a stronghold terror downer. One of the names of God. I don't know if you can make a song of that. Stronghold, terror down, or... Ah, never mind. It's not anointed. What he's asking from you is whether you're going to give him the freedom to work in your life. Are you going to allow him to do whatever he wants to do? Are you going to allow him to clean out the rooms that you don't want anybody to go into? Are you going to allow him to go into the dark places of your life and to bring his light? Are you going to allow him to set you free from things that you've grown used to and that you've grown accustomed to? Are you going to allow him to change your schedule, to change your time, maybe even change how you spend your money, your checkbook? Are you going to allow him to go into every aspect of your life and do what he wants to do? Are you going to let him do that in order to move you forward into maturity? Comes to you and he says, you've skirted this mountain long enough. It's time to move forward. And you need to quit looking at your past, to quit looking at your failures, to quit looking at excuses, and quit looking at past experiences And start looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. You see, your faith didn't come from you. It came from him. And you're not going to finish it. You're not going to make yourself a better believer. That comes from him too. That's the work that he does in you. And so we come to the point where we say, absolutely, Lord, yes, I'm surrendering to you. I don't know what I'm signing up for. I'm a little scared. But I know you're good. And you're going to do whatever is best for me. Whatever is good, you're going to do it. And I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. If you're not going to get me out of it, get me through it. 
Just get me through it. And there's a lot of you praying that prayer right now. Just get me through the week. Get me through the day. Get me through the season. And then you realize you get through that season, and guess what? There's another season. There's another one. And then there's another one. My wife and I were talking, and we're like, man, this has been an intense season. When is it going to end? Behind every intense season, there's another intense season. And finally, you get to the place where you just say, okay, Lord, wherever I am, whatever season I'm in, whatever I'm dealing with, whether it's a joy or whether it's a challenge, be glorified in my life. I'm here for you. I'm here to glorify you. If I'm going to live, I'm going to live as someone who is glorifying Jesus. And if I'm going to die, I'm going to die as someone who glorifies Jesus. But I am going to glorify the Lord in everything that happens in my life. Lord, glorify yourself through me. Let yourself be glorified through me. Do that, Lord. And that's what it means when we begin to move on. We move out of the wilderness and we begin to move into that place of promise that God has for us. That we begin to realize that, you know what? It's not about my life. It's not about what I get out of it. It's what he gets out of it. And what he wants more than anything out of this whole deal is you. He wants you. Nothing else matters to him but you. And spending eternity with you. And when you fall in love with them to that degree and you just realize, you know what, Lord? I want you too. I want you to be glorified in my life. I want to spend my life in your presence. I want to be where you are. And he says, great. I'm going to put this person in your life that you're going to absolutely wish was not in your life. And you're going to learn how to love them the way that I love you. And guess what else you're going to do? You're going to, at that moment, you're going to enter into my sufferings. Because you have no idea how hard you are to love. <laughs> and God begins to do that work in us. To glorify himself through us. And like I said, it's hard. But when you get to the other side of it, you look back and you go, oh my goodness, Lord. Look what you've done in my life. How did I get here, Lord? How did you do it? I didn't even see it coming. And you did it. I want to leave you with this scripture out of 1 Thessalonians. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this verse 24, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And literally in the Greek, it says he will do it. And so it says he who calls you is faithful and he will do it. What will he do? He will sanctify you completely. He will move you into maturity. He will grow you in his love. 
He will transform you from the inside out. And he will then preserve you blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and present you as a pure and spotless bride. Not because you've done anything to earn it, not because you've done anything to clean your act up or to deserve it, only because you said yes to him and you pursued him and you allowed him to do whatever he wanted to do in your life. He will do it. Will you say yes to him? It's time to move on. It's time to grow up. Loving those who are unlovely, that's, if you wonder where I got this whole idea of bless those whom we love and especially those whom nobody loves, it's because that is the love of God. That's the love that he wants to demonstrate through us, that he wants to have that mature love where we love the unlovely, where we remember the forgotten, where we minister to the lost and the broken, that we have the heart of the Father, that we're willing to leave the hundred to go get the one, the 99 to get the one, because that's what Jesus did for us. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word. Lord, I'm challenged by it. In my own life, in my own heart, as I was preparing, Lord, you were just speaking to me. And Lord, I pray for those this morning that are in that place where they realize they've been walking around the mountain, wandering in the wilderness, making no progress. But they've heard your voice speak to them. It's time to move on. And they want to do that. Lord, I pray that you would hear their yes to you. That you would put your yes on their yes. And Lord, that you would empower them by your Holy Spirit. That you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. And give them the power to love as you love. To live as you desire for us to live to allow the resurrection life that you have given us through Jesus to flow unhindered, not quenched in any way, but to flow freely in us and through us. And if that's you, you can pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, just say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move into the things that you have for me. Whatever they are, have your way in my life. Work in my life. Work in every part of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we want you to know how special you are to us, but more importantly, we want you to know how special you are to God. God loves you, and He gave everything for you so that you could have eternal life. His Son Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be forgiven and you could know that you're going to spend eternity 
in heaven. Why don't you pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, and make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, to say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Forgive me for living my life without you. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want to live for you. Forgive me for breaking your law and fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you pray that prayer, you can have the assurance that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And I look forward to spending that eternity with you. Thank you for being part of Worship Life Radio today. The book of Deuteronomy is full of the law that was given to Moses for the Israelite people. It was also a picture of reality and possibility in regard to a relationship with God. Listen to this well-known verse from Deuteronomy 6.5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. In this verse, did you sense a note of urgency, of an expectation to surrender as I did? It's not enough to say, I love you, Jesus. It's more of an all-or-nothing, hold-nothing-back kind of intentional way of life, and it takes every ounce of every being. So what do you say? Are you ready to love so much that you can't think of or do anything outside of that love? Jesus wants a relationship with you. Will you give us a call at 949-228-9117 with any questions or concerns you might have? Once again, that number is 949-228-9117. You've been listening to the Outreach Ministry of Calvary Chapel San Clemente with Pastor Holland Davis. Visit us at calvarysanclemente.org to learn more about us. That website again is calvarysanclemente.org. Now may the Lord bless you and those whom you love and especially those whom nobody loves. That's all the time we have for today. Come again for more of God's Word here on Worship Life Radio. Every one of us is on a journey of grace. God wants you to be free and full of joy. Pastor Holland's message series, A Journey of Grace, will help you discover how to live the abundant life that Jesus promises to give you today. Order your personal copy of A Journey of Grace at worshipliferadio.com.